Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining me this morning, Amber Stringer, program director, Stringer, I should say, program director, and Gwen Thompson, business and HR director for Hope Haven of East Texas. Good morning to both of you and great to have you with us. Good, Good morning, morning, John. Don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus. In Focus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Amber and Gwen, welcome. I know this is the first time you've been on the show with us. We have done shows in the past with Hope Haven of East Texas and uh, some personnel changes just um, maybe in the last year, year and a half. And we'll get to that as needed during the course of the show. But right now, let's get started with the usual. Just a little bit about who you are, what you do, why you do it. Maybe even a little bit of history for about Hope Haven. Absolutely. I am Amber Stringer and I have been with Hope Haven as the program director for a year and a half. Um, I have been working with the state of Texas for about seven years opening up foster and adoptive homes, licensing foster and adoptive parents. I reside in Lindale. Um, Hope Haven has been on my heart for years before they, you know, broke ground mm -hmm. um, just when it became a mission I've been praying about coming to work for Hope Haven I am a foster and adoptive mom myself I've adopted two precious little boys um, but Hope Haven is just a special program it's a home it's not a center it's not a facility it's a home for mm -hmm. teenage girls from hard places so it's a special place to work. The girls we serve are um, incredible clients that just need some caregivers to fill in the gaps. And basically you work through the foster care system, I understand, and these are neglected and abused girls who have found their way into the foster system. Is that correct? Uh -huh, yes, sir. We do take CPS clients. Okay, you do take CPS clients, but you're not restricted to that. It, it, but you do target girls who are neglected and abused. That's basically the crux of it, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And you opened up in 2018. Um, I believe the first time we talked to somebody from Hope Haven, it was right about the time you were getting ready to open up. So uh, uh, how did the whole thing get started? Can one of you explain that to us? Yes, Uh Originally, uh, Hope Haven started as a dream of volunteers who visited some girls in an emergency shelter in Tyler. Uh, Lisa Ferguson, she is the founder of Hope Haven. Mm -hmm. uh, she and a, the group of ladies discovered that there were no long-term placement options for teenage girls in our immediate area. So Hope Haven was born. Uh, Tap Card Inc. Uh, formed in 2012, and they began raising the funds to build and open a nearly 7,000 square foot home that's located just outside of Lindell on seven acres. And the home has eight bedrooms and can house up to 16 girls. And currently we have 11 girls in our care. All righty. Talking to Amber Stringer and Gwen Thompson with Hope Haven of East Texas. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And uh, a few staffing changes over the last year. And uh, tell us how you think that's worked to your benefit. Well, we think we have a good, solid core team now. We have uh, Paul Christman still serving as our executive director, which I believe was discussed last time. Mm -hmm. I came on in August as the business and HR director, and I've had some dealings with Hope Haven in the past, and God just opened some doors to bring me back, and I'm so thankful that he did. And, of course, we brought on Amber a year and a half ago as the program director, and she has such a heart and such a way of being able to handle and manage uh, both the uh, girls and the staff 
in the home. And then we've brought on some... Um, I'm trying to think of the word... Uh, Volunteer? Skilled, vol- uh, skilled uh, care staff. Skilled care staff, okay. Uh, to come on and uh, handle the girls as well. And they've done just such a beautiful job in forming relationships with the girls. Mm-hmm. I understand care staff are still needed, and we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. I know you need not only paid staff, but volunteers to keep this thing going and to serve these girls the best way you can. Now, you say that you've served over 40 girls since opening in 2018. You mentioned a minute ago that um, currently have 11 girls in the home. You're likely to add a couple more in the coming months. Is that where we are right now? Yes, yes. Okay. Your administrative offices, and we want to kind of um, put this front and center, at least for the moment. You're in the Milburn Gary Historical Marker Home on Highway 69 between Lindale and Tyler. You have recently moved from another location in downtown Lindale, and we want to make sure we get that out there so people will know where you are in case they uh, do want to come and visit. And you're open from about 9 to 4 each day, and you say that you do welcome people to just come on in and uh, visit with you and take a look around uh, to whatever extent it's appropriate, right? Yes, sir. It is a historical marker home, so it is open to the public. And they can come in and take a tour of the home as well as get to know the Hope Haven program and our staff. All righty. Hope Haven of East Texas. The address is 13387 U.S. Highway 69 between Tyler and Lindale. And that is, in case you maybe want to Google map it or something, uh, mailing address is Hope Haven of East Texas, P.O. Box 1110, Lindale, Texas 75771, phone number 430-235-2032, email info at hhofet.org, and the website where you can get all this information and more www.hhofet.org. Also, don't forget the social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Now, just since the summer of last year, you celebrated the baptisms of three young ladies. Three girls also graduated from high school. Just hallmarks, I guess you could say, of some of the progress that you've made with some of these uh, young women who have real problems and challenges in their lives. Absolutely. Um, These kids come to us in the hardest seasons of their lives. And, um, you know, they don't always come to us with backgrounds of growing up in church or knowing the love of God or being led to Christ. And, you know, as a faith-based organization, we have the blessing of being able to pour into our young ladies in that manner. And um, we attend Rose Heights Lindale, and they love attending church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. They participate in the youth groups on Wednesdays. And it has been a beautiful thing to see three girls led to the Lord through church and through the Hope Haven program. Um, the high school graduates, we are so very proud of. Um, the COVID crises kept us in quarantine for quite some time with a bunch of teenage girls in high school. So that was mm-hmm. fun. Um, But in that, they were able to stay home and really fast track their credits and do online learning. And three of them were able to graduate in December of 2020, January of 21, and February of 21. And one is currently in college Hmm. as an online college student. So we're very proud. And two are currently employed. So they're doing really good things and working hard. All righty. How do they find you or how do you find them? I know you mentioned that some of them uh, are referred to you through CPS, but not all. And um, What is a fairly typical storyline for how one of these girls connects with Hope Haven? 
Yes, sir. It's actually 100% of our clients are contracted through CPS. 100% are. Okay, I'm glad we cleared mm -hmm. that up. Okay. Yes, sir. So whenever CPS um, has custody of a child, it's a we are not an emergency placement, so it will not be a child coming into care today. But generally, the teenage girls have been in care for a minute, and they come to us through way of needing a new placement. So we receive email broadcasts daily, um, statewide, that shows us girls that need homes and if we are an appropriate home for that child then we pursue and offer a placement okay and you do a lot of different things you show them love you give them a safe and comforting place to live you work with them in any number of ways uh, which folks can learn more about just by checking that website, which is hhofet.org. But we'll get into more detail about that as we move through the show. Some very interesting things to share along those lines as we talk to Amber Stringer and Gwen Thompson of Hope Haven of East Texas. I'm John Sims, and this is In Focus. Now, you tell us there have been significant therapeutic milestones for some of the girls in the area of self-harm and self-harm is something that's cropped up on this show in the past with different agencies that we've talked to and it's a, a very troubling phenomenon but it does happen and the good news is that again some significant therapeutic milestones tell us a little bit about self-harm and how you've been able to work with some of these girls to get away from that well, we use a term in our home daily called felt safety. Mm -hmm. And if we can just allow a child to feel safe when they come to us, above all, that is what we feel best manages self-harm. And we have a beautiful culture of felt safety throughout the home, throughout the program, and staff that really just pour in intentionally. We have structure in the home day in and day out to establish felt safety. We do skin checks on our kids at random times. Um, just different measures to let them know we see you and we want to protect you and keep you safe. Mm -hmm. And these are the clients that we actually target or the, the ones that are more inward and um, harming themselves and not out to harm others. They mm -hmm. are just hurting and need some good love and um, to stop hurting so badly. So we have absolutely recognized these are the clients we serve well because of the amount of love that's poured in every single day. And last fall, you added some recreational therapy programs. Some of these are familiar. I know you've been working with horses a little bit more. Tell us a little bit more about let's see, archery, horseback riding, and care of the animal, driver's ed, and some other things you're doing along with recreational therapy. We have had a, a gentleman come out to the home with archery classes on site for several of our girls. I think we have two that have thoroughly enjoyed it and showed some promising skill in the area of archery, which could be detrimental to the staff if they ever think Well, we always have to be careful about that, don't we? <laughs> no, but they've really enjoyed it because it, it just gives them that sense of accomplishment in being able to hone a skill like that, as well as partnering with the Texas Rose Horse Park. Uh, just outside of Lindell. Mm -hmm. We have taken several girls over there where they get to ride and care for the horses and spend time enjoying that type of therapy. And uh, they've really enjoyed that as well. It gets them out of the house. It gets them focusing on someone or something else besides themselves. As well as uh, driver's ed. That is one thing foster kids, because of moving around so much do not always get to participate in and complete driver's education 
And so we are offering that uh, for the girls so that they can have their driver's license when they leave and, and be independent in that aspect. And we have one that is working on her driver's ed right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's the fitness challenge. Tell us about that and about this really cool sounding fitness watch and competition that you have going on. Absolutely. This is a super fun program that rolled out about a month ago. And we are really trying to encourage physical health for our girls. So staff and girls are um, in two different teams and we all wear Fitbits every single day and do weekly challenges and uh, we're all very competitive within this organization we're seeing um, running laps around the offices and checking each other's Fitbits mm. and just doing check-ins throughout the day um, but prizes are awarded each week for the winning teams. Alrighty and the taking Taken as a whole, all these different recreational therapy programs that you have, is this? I'm sure it's not just to make the girls feel better or feel even feel loved, although I know that's a very important part of it, but just taking animal therapy as one example. Uh, I, I've heard a lot and interviewed other people who have spoken fairly extensively about the almost miraculous things that can happen to a person when they're working with animals. Is there anything that you'd like to share um, about that about how uh, any kind of magic or anything like that if you will uh, miracles if you will that uh, come out of this particular these particular kinds of recreational therapy oh absolutely magic happens at the ranch and magic happens at the archery and these kids are just so hard on the surface and it takes a lot to bust through some of these shells and Mm -hmm. whenever they get out at the ranch the horses are just so therapeutic in themselves so they go out and they hug on them and they love on them and they're nurturing to the horses Uh they're not always nurturing to any other thing or human or persons so it's just nice to see that they can be soft and they are loving and they want to be that and the horses pull that out of them and it's you know sometimes hard at Hope Haven to get the girls to check in and do their chores but whenever the horses are demanding of a requirement of saddling them or cleaning up after them which nobody likes to do but the girls do it willingly because Mm. of the therapeutic setting and they're compliant and they don't argue with the instructor and it's it's just a really beautiful thing to watch Mm -hmm. um archery i can't put into words the sense of pride that that has given two of our clients specifically um bullseye after bullseye after bullseye and just praising these kids i just feel like they need to be in some junior olympics or something Mm -hmm. it's it's incredible to see that skill set okay um the driver's ed program we have one that's completed it one that's currently in it but again a super cool opportunity that not a lot of kids get Mm-hmm. Amber Stringer and Gwen Thompson from Hope Haven of East Texas, our guests this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. More information at www.hhofet.org. I didn't ask you this earlier. Uh, what is the age range for the girls that you bring into your program? We have girls uh, between the ages of 13 and 17. Okay. 
And, uh, and some more big news here. You have a, uh, Partnerships are always an important part of nonprofit and ministerial work. I know that from having been involved in different ways with that sort of thing for a long, long time. Uh, uh, one of the partnerships you really want to talk about today is with Southern Oaks Baptist Church on New Copeland Road in Tyler to expand your program to include supervised independent living. And this is a special story because just recently we learned of a nice grant you got from some other girls who have maybe uh, had better luck with their lives. Tell us all about that and what's happening with the grant and what you're looking at down the road. We are so excited and so grateful for this opportunity. So Southern Oaks approached us uh, last year about the desire to use a piece of property property that they have to help with the foster care system. We have a lot of uh, people in Southern Oaks that have a heart for foster kids. And so they had this home that was no longer being used, and they decided that either they needed to destroy it or fix it up. Mm. And so the church members got together, and they funded the complete remodel of this 1,700-square-foot house, which has four bedrooms and two baths. And they um, – sorry, I'm just losing my uh, words. <laughs> Uh, Words are hard to come by sometimes when you're talking about something as emotional as this, but take your time. Let's hear it. Statistics tell us that while many of these foster kids want to go to college, only two to six percent of them will actually complete a Mm -hmm. degree. Once kids age out of the foster care system and when when they turn 18, they're on their own. And many of them actually become homeless when Mm -hmm. they leave the foster care system. Yeah. So we have always sought to expand our program to include these kids that were aging out and to give them a chance to have healthy adult living. Uh, Locally, I think there's about 12 to 15 teens that age out of foster care every year. Um, So if we can assist just three of these teens, which this home will house three young women plus a um, house parent or Mm -hmm. a, a mentoring mom figure who will help guide them through this process when kids have been abused or neglected they can experience several negative impacts that we've talked about with the self-harm they can have post-traumatic stress they have depression anxiety relationship difficulties um, sometimes substance abuse Um, so without therapy the consequences from these past traumas continue throughout their life and Mm -hmm. that that goes into adulthood And so we would go beyond traditional foster care through this supervised independent living program and assist these young women. We would help them navigate their college enrollment, uh, receiving financial aid, uh, job interviews and searches. And then we hope to offer support with life skills like house maintenance, budgeting, taxes, grocery shopping, Uh, meal prep time management all of those things and we will have a case manager who will also walk beside these girls um, to help them continue their correspondence between the state to make sure that they're continuing their counseling um, with medication management and any other therapy services that they may continue to need you bet and a tip of the hat here to a group called give girls invested in volunteer efforts this is a group of high school girls that um, has started its own project supported by the Women's Fund of Smith County. Apparently you just got a 76, well not apparently, you did. You just got a $7,600 grant from Girls Invested in Volunteer Efforts and I know that's gonna go a long way towards getting this project off the ground as well. 
Yes, we were able to present our program to this group of girls. Um, we were one of four nonprofit organizations that they had nominated, and they chose Hope Haven of East Texas, which I just love the idea that these teenage girls are helping their peers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're giving back to, to girls their own age who will um, – who are in tough situations and come from hard places. So the money will be used uh, to advance this program and and to help fund what we will need. Uh, The girls that will be coming into the supervised independent living program will need cell phones. They will need laptops to do their their college courses on Uh or, or do their job hunting. And so that money will be used for those expenses. You bet. Amber Stringer and Gwen Thompson from Hope Haven of East Texas, our guests this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Again, www.hhofet.org is the um, website if you want uh, a direct line to more information. Uh, joint efforts, and this brings up another agency that we just had on the air two or three months ago on In Focus, the Fostering Collective, kind of a network and consortium of different agencies having uh, dealing with uh, kids who are in foster care, and you've tied in with them. Tell us about your partnership with the Fostering Collective and maybe some other partnerships that you have going right now to help you do your work even better. Absolutely. Uh, We're partnered with the Fostering Collective in several different manners. The Agency Collective being one of them, which is a group of 13 different agencies. Uh, We meet in a collaboration each month to just further further discuss the placement crises and how we can meet and combat that demand. How can we recruit more foster homes? How can we recruit more families to wrap around these foster homes so that they don't quit within their first year? Statistics Uh show 50% stop within the first year because of a lack of support how can we recruit volunteers to wrap around kids from hard places and wrap around homes like hope haven of east texas where the demand is so great um so we just need you know it it takes an army so we are just trying to develop the community um a new partnership with the fostering collective is the community collective we're actually headed there after this meeting um And that's a group of community members from therapists, agency members. We're looking for law enforcement partnerships, Um, just community members that serve these children. Mm -hmm. And we are just wrapping around to discuss needs of resources and partnerships and furthering those relations Mm -hmm. and of course churches we mentioned southern oaks a minute ago and you talked about rose heights lindale churches Mm -hmm. obviously always going to be partnerships absolutely yeah now volunteer opportunities include a number of different things and this uh we can kind of kill two birds with one stone here talk about the volunteer opportunities and maybe get into a little bit more about some of the things that you're actually doing on campus for these girls so volunteer opportunities include mentoring couples for each girl and in the SIL home, job interviews, skill training, budgeting and finances. Uh, Go ahead and talk a little bit more about what's going on there. So Hope Haven has a volunteer program led by a volunteer coordinator, Katie Goggins and Sarah Scott. Um, And we are actively recruiting volunteers from tutoring needs to taking the girls out on recreational trips or shopping trips or just transportation needs because with serving a large capacity and teenage girls are demanding with needs um we our tires just stay on the roads so we just need extra people to come in and love on them the mentoring program is a brand new program that we're actually developing alongside the 
opening of our SIL, and that is mentoring couples that we want to come in and mentor our young ladies. Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking for husband and wives and families uh, that can just guide them through this season of life where they need such an ample amount of support. Okay, budgeting and finances, job and interview skill training, cooking, fitness and health, ethnic hair and skin care, Bible studies, crafts and art, transportation. You need folks willing to be a taxi driver. There are just so many areas where you're working with these girls and all along looking for volunteers to help you do that. And uh, Katie Goggins, I believe you said, is the volunteer coordinator. Best way to get in touch with Katie, I would imagine, would be to pick up the phone and call 90, I'm in the habit of saying 903. <laughs> Actually, it's 430-235-2032. You can also email info at hhofet.org or just drop by Monday through Friday 9 to 4 at your facility between Tyler and Lindale. And I hope I got all that right. Any corrections or additions? That was perfect. Okay. Um, Amber Stringer and Gwen Thompson with Hope Haven of East Texas, our guests this morning on In Focus. And you have so many needs and you're never going to stop having those needs, but the big need right now, faithful donors. And this is where you can donate financially. Tell people a little bit about how they can help you out financially. And maybe if you uh, take other kinds of contributions and donations as well, perhaps. Uh, yes, we take donations through our website. We also have a PayPal account, and of course you can always mail your donations in right now we are in the middle of the east texas giving day season and that is one of our biggest fundraisers of the year um, we have matching funds of ten thousand dollars and we have all the information on our east texas giving day page there you can actually see pictures of the home and of our new supervised independent living program mm -hmm. which we're so excited about um, so much there just aren't enough homes for the demand right now and uh i guess that's really maybe the biggest reason certainly one of the biggest reasons it's so important for you to get that uh get the community involved with, with regard to donations and volunteering things of that nature well that's exactly right across the entire state of texas we are in something called a placement crisis and there are kids in the cps offices across the state and the kids aren't the babies and they're not the toddlers and they're not the young school age it's our kids it's the teenagers and it's the high-risk teenagers with behaviors due to their pasts mm -hmm. so because of that we absolutely have dreams to expand we see the need and we want to meet that need we you know, we hope that hope, uh, southern oaks is not our only partnership of expansion and in right. supervised independent living we would love to open more of these homes we would love to eventually open shelters and develop into a cpa and open foster homes there's just such a demand and we absolutely want to find a way to meet it mm -hmm. uh, you talk about coming changes from the state the state is it seems like forever making changes in its policies and procedures and uh just uh, not only keeping up with the problems you have right now, but any changes on an official level, government level, that may be coming down the road. And of course, it's gonna require costs for training, recruiting and implementing new programs, all the more reason to donate. There's a donation tab on your website. You can also drop a check in the mail. Let me give that address out one more time. It's Hope Haven of East Texas, P.O. Box 1110, Lindale 75771. And East Texas Giving Day, 
coming up in just a couple of days, and I know we want to encourage everybody to check out your East, East Texas Giving Day page. And also, I understand you have a, a bake sale and Taco Tuesday coming up as part of uh, East Texas Giving Day? Yes, we're finalizing our East Texas Giving Day and, and making a big push there on, on Tuesday with a bake sale and Taco Tuesday. So people are welcome to stop by the Milburn Gary House on Highway 69. Some of our girls will be present and staff as well. And we will have baked goods done mm. by the girls and staff. We will have tacos to take home to the family. And we will also have a few of our local businesses that are donating some baked goods to be auctioned off or sold. Uh, to benefit Hope Haven. So we're really excited about that. We hope that you will come between 2 and 7 p.m. on Tuesday, April the 27th. Mm -hmm. And for anybody not familiar with East Texas Giving Day, happens every year. Big success. East Texas Communities Foundation puts it on. Quickest way to get there is to Google East Texas Giving Day. It'll come right up. You can find out everything you need to know, again, for the uninitiated. And as we get down close to the end of the show, another fundraiser coming up in October. You've got the date and the location set. It's going to be October 11th at Holly Tree and a golf tournament. Right now you're doing what? Looking mainly for sponsors and also anybody who might be interested in getting in on the ground floor as far as participating in that? Yes, sir. We're looking for teams and we are looking for sponsors um, to sponsor the tournament, sponsor the holes, or sponsor the carts, a ton of different sponsorships mm -hmm. uh, for this golf tournament and we're also doing a bingo uh, oh. tournament that same day as well so husbands bring your wives to play bingo while you come and golf with us okay again getting close to the end of the show uh, as far as your care facility and what's available on the website I have to admit that every time I go to your website I'm struck by just the comforting homey atmosphere that's depicted in the pictures on your website of your actual home you really that's such a big part I'm sure of making uh, certain that these girls get the love and the care uh, that they need and that they're ready to move on with their journey once they do age out and move on with their lives. But we are out of time, and I want to say it's been a pleasure and a, a big education for me. Amber Stringer and Gwen Thompson with Hope Haven of East Texas, thanks so much for dropping by and visiting with us on In Focus this morning. Thanks, Thanks for having you. us. You bet. Again, Amber Stringer, Gwen Thompson with Hope Haven of East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you again next week on In Focus.